Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton and we are on location again this week, which is one of our favorite things to do. <laughs> and uh, I was going to say, if you're a really keen listener and watcher, maybe you'd recognize we've been here before, but you probably won't because I realized the last time we were in this building, we were down below at the Riverview Skate Park mm -hmm. talking about Winter Carnival. This time we are upstairs in the Youth Centre, which is very appropriate for what we're talking about today because we are going to talk about the Riverview Youth Network. And to do that, we are joined by two fantastic guests, Heather Storty and Ross Smith. Thank you both for coming to be with us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us, yeah. So uh, we're just gonna jump right in and start from the very beginning because I'm sure that most people don't even know that there is a youth network yet. Mm -hmm. So Heather, can you tell us a little bit about just what the network is and how it came to be? Sure, thanks. Uh, so the Riverview Youth Network was born out of a conversation between Mayor Andrew and I'll refer to him as Mayor Andrew, Mayor Andrew LeBlanc, the town of Riverview. Uh, based on what we were hearing and seeing around the youth in Riverview, um, as you know, there was a series of traumatic events that happened in the last year and a half, and so I was part of leading that crisis response. And it, uh, the response effort was really to secure um, the, the mental and physical safety of our schools, of our students, our staff, uh, and the community. So as we started to have those conversations, the mayor and I, and it's obviously very important to him, we started to say, what's going on with, with our youth? What's affecting our youth? And, and let's take a look at that, and, and what can we do about that? Uh, I'll give a shout out to the Tantramar Task Force because they developed a community network up there similar to what we've, we've modeled here and they've done a great job in bringing community together and so that's a concept that I presented to Andrew, he thought it was fantastic, so then it was born. <laughs> uh, and then we invited our buddy Paul Toner who's part of the United Way uh, to join us because a lot of the work we, we do together and have done together and, and uh, their, their model around youth and U-turns uh, fit, fit exactly what we were doing. So we brought together partners uh, around the table. So I have a list, I don't want to forget, I'll try <laughs> to uh, make sure I do everyone justice, but uh, several community partners, including uh, the Anglophone East School District and the town of Riverview, so we, we would be the founding partners. Atlantic Wellness, Boys and Girls Club Riverview, the Child and Youth Team and Integrated Service Delivery, Social Development, Horizon Health, uh, Impact Society, Heroes Program, the RCMP, the Riverview High Student Government, the Riverview Skate Park, United Way U-Turns, um, parents, and most importantly, our youth, our students. We knew that that was just such a key part of this. We, we, we could all sit around as adults and go, oh yeah, we think that's a great idea. We think this is a problem. But until we hear from them, until we heard from them, actually, they really enlightened us. And what we thought maybe be, would be an issue was, was not, or what we weren't, wasn't really on our radar, they, they brought to our attention. So we established in the fall of 2021, We've been working at this now for about uh, nine months and at, going through the process of gathering data and information, we did brainstorming sessions with everyone in the youth network and we listened to the youth. So they brought to us what they felt was important, what they wanted ch to see change. Some things were, um, you know, important, but we thought let's, let's put them on the back burner 
and let's really sort of define what the priorities are. It, it can be overwhelming sometimes, but let's try to chunk it down and see what, what the priorities were. So we developed it initially for, um, for committees, subcommittees, to look at the concerns and the issues. So we have the Parent Engagement Committee, which I know Ross is leading that one up. Um, Youth-specific activities. That was a big one, and there was lots of really good chatter about, let's bring back a lot of the things that you know, kids can be reintroduced in, and let's, let's remember it's been a pandemic, and that has really affected our youth in isolation. So a lot of the things that would normally be happening went away. So then we lost touch with our youth, right? Um, mental health support for parents. We know parents are struggling. And in that committee, we also sort of combined, there were a few things, but youth and conflict resolution, and that term that's being used an awful lot in social media these days, bullying. So we really wanted to look at that and see what that looks like and define it and, and determine what we could do there. Uh, also, the youth said that we'd like to have a committee around um, specifically normalizing mental health therapy. And right now, um, we're, we're kind of putting that on hold and, and working on some of the other priorities, but it's still there and it's still available. And we have lots of folks around our network that will be able to address a lot of these things. So we're working together to do that. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. I guess. <laughs> if I've missed anything, Ross, feel free to jump in. Just kind of acknowledging the work that's already being done too uh, by a lot of those organizations that are already involved. Um, like Heather said, some of these issues that not necessarily have been put to the back burner, but that we're already doing, you know, some activities, some programming around, um, you know, and it's just communicating those programs and putting the strengths of those programs together and really using our assets and communicating, you know, what those assets are within the organizations so that we have a greater strength and we're not doing, you know, the same work from two different places. So we can, you know, just combine forces a little bit better for, for the youth in the community, so. I think that that point is, it's so powerful and it's so misunderstood. And I think a lot of times when people hear about another organization that brings more organizations together. They think it's just paper pushing and more talking heads. But having been on an early childhood network set up in a similar manner with Paul Toner, I know that sitting in that room with these different groups, you realize exactly where people have been overlapping, trying to do the same thing and provide the same service. And you realize, oh, if this group does it, then this group can do something else. Absolutely. And you can all work together and be That's able to, to yes. send people into the right places. And it, it does make such a huge difference to have those opportunities to bring people together, especially I can imagine after two years of a pandemic of not having the same networking that you would have had before that between groups. We really want to, you know, mimic the behaviors that we want our youth mimicking. So really, you know, by being out there and working together, we're just really solidifying that cohesion that, you know, we want our youth working together as well. Um, and that's kind of one of our future goals too, is really putting it out there and making the, the network visible to the youth so that they do know that, you know, Ross from the skate park is working with Heather from the district, who's working with Andrew at the town. So, you know, even just seeing that collaboration is a huge strength. And I think, you know, we all learn by example. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that we're out there they're doing is you know trying to put it out there and really be visible so 
And, and it's important to, to acknowledge our schools who are working really hard every day with our youth. They have them for the better part of the day. And, and our alignment is with them, uh, you know, to support them with, with what they're doing so that when they go to school, they're, they're school ready, they're, um, you know, connected and feel a sense of belonging and their community is there to support them, to support the schools and to support the staff. So that's, that's you know, one of the ultimate goals and we, we know that um, the youth have really brought to our attention some of the things that, you know, we, we didn't really know or understand. So that's been the magic in all of this as well, is, is they're directing our work. And you, you spoke about bringing folks together and, you know, Mary Andrew and I are, are adamant that th this is going to be action focused. And we understand that it takes some time to collect the information, collect the data so that we're prepared to do what we need to do um, in the right way, so we're, we're not backtracking. So, so we think we've come to a really good place and now the actions are starting to happen. And a couple of really great actions that have come out of this is, is some gathering of youth, of information from youth and parents to inform your work with, through surveys. Yes, yeah. for sure. So um, great lead in to our two surveys that we have. <laughs> so um, I'd like to start off first um, with the youth, youth activity survey, because I think really that one is a very important survey for getting that baseline information from our youth about how the pandemic has affected them and even change the activities that they're taking part in now. Um, we've met a lot of the discussion around the table has been there's actually kind of been an increase towards interest in the arts. And, you know, we all think about sports so much when we think about youth activity. But one of our uh, one of the, I guess, main themes that's come forward is we are lacking in some of our arts activities. So um, so with that said, the survey is out now. The youth activity survey is out there for the youth. Um, they're the ones who are supposed to be doing this one. So and we've had some great feedback already. But the more people that fill out this this survey, the more of an accurate impact that we're going to be able to have in, you know, um, not only addressing you know lacking areas right now but also combining forces like we said before where maybe we can combine some resources and move those move other resources to areas that we can provide where we're lacking right now um, so so that's really important so we want to really get that information so that one we want to share out to all the youth possible um, as much information as we can get the better um, and that kind of flips over to our other survey which is the parental involvement or in the parental engagement survey um, this one is kind of more geared, well, it is more geared at, at the parents of youth. And we've set, we put in an age group from 11 to 17 for this one, um, just to give us kind of more targeted statistics for that age group. We do realize that the youth demographic is, is wider than that, but we really think for the scope of our work, it's good to kind of harness into a certain age group so that we have that focus. Um, so that's kind of one of the main things is uh, getting those parents engaged. But we do encourage all parents of youth, even if you're, you have youth that are going to be coming into that age soon, having that information now so we can be proactive and to get in there and have that, uh, that, that backdrop or that, you know, that foundation um, to start with. With that said too, the surveys aren't necessarily just for collecting information. We've had a lot of feedback that the questions have been actually really engaging. So a lot of the parents have really enjoyed filling out the parental engagement and the youth filling out the, the youth activity survey because it's made them think a little outside of the box and just kind of think like, you know, how much information do I know about my youth 
and their friends and what's out there for them and all these questions that a lot of us just rely on, you know, go on Facebook and do a quick search. But where can we really go to collect this accurate information um, all in one spot kind of thing. So that's what we're kind of working down to is to create a resource of information for everyone. And these surveys are gonna be a great way to get that started. Um, so yeah, so they're, um, right now they are live on the Town of Riverview website. So they're on the Facebook. You can go right onto the Town of Riverview Facebook page. You'll have to scroll down a little bit and you'll find them on there. We have them both posted. Um, and yeah, and I think that's uh, gonna be the starting point of some really great changes coming up in the future because like I said this is going to be a good baseline for us to start from and we've already got some good actions coming out of the pipeline um, beyond these surveys too so it's not just a matter of collecting the information right now we are working on some new some new um, projects I guess to put forward to the public in the near future. This episode has been brought to you by our dear friend Tracy McLaughlin a food freedom counselor. So what does that mean? Well Tracy has lived her life on endless diets and at some point realizing you know you only get praised when you lose weight and then you're left to feel awful when you gain the weight back. It's time to take charge of your life. If you're feeling like Tracy, and let's face it, 99% of us who are living our lives thinking we need to be something different than what we are, I'm gonna highly recommend you have a chat with Tracy. Tracy has been there, she's done it, and she has decided to make peace with food and her body and she could help you make peace with food and your body as well. Tracy has a nutrition certification and she does work in social work, which she's been doing for over 20 years. She owns her own healing journey food practice called Food Freedom Counseling. If you'd like to talk to Tracy, you can find her through her social media channels. You can find her on Instagram at Tracy.McLaughlin or you can find her on Facebook at Tracy.McLaughlin. Are these things that we can talk about? You've both mentioned some, <laughs> some things that are coming down the line. So are, can we mention anything that's going to be popping up? Or are this... Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to, uh, it, it's coming out soon. Basically, we're going to be having a small um, social, just, I, I guess we can call it a social media campaign. It's more of a call to action for the parents though. So we've done um, a graphic that will be dropping very soon um, on social media and we'll be posting it all over. It'll be on the Town of Riverview site. It'll be on all of our individual um, organization profiles as well. And it'll also be a great image that organizations can choose to kind of post in the event that there becomes some unwanted activity on their social media feeds in terms of, you know, parental involvement to the point where it, it may be counteractive, counterproductive. So we're kind of trying to put reminders out there, just simple kind of no-brainer reminders that, hey, we have to set an example for our youth and we're not always the greatest at doing that. Um, we've suffered from the side effects of a pandemic too. So a lot of us as parents really need to get out there, socialize again, get out of our houses, get off the internet and, uh, and really start to have those meaningful relationships back. Um, and I think our youth are really gonna mimic those behaviors too. So, you know, it's easy to be the one sitting back saying, you know, youth get out there and do it but we we have to also be the ones that are getting out there being a little bit more social with things so that we can we can mimic those behaviors for our kids absolutely and we're also looking at you know what what can we do for our the community by the way of are there informational webinars so we're taking a look at some 
education and awareness pieces there that we, we may look at delivering in the next little while also. It's, it's what's important. What do people want to know about? What do they want to learn about? And we'd, and we'd like to hear from you on that. Um, you know, what's, what's bogging you down and, and things that you're wrestling with, uh, with, with your family, within your youth? You know, we all have, uh, have experienced this and, and some things that we're always learning, you know, and understanding. And, and we want to really listen to the youth and understand them and have conversations and meaningful conversations, you know, around what their future looks like or what, what, what's happening with them today. So education and awareness is a key piece that we're, we're really focusing on as well. It makes me think of, I know we've talked about it before, that idea that you know, when, you're, when you're first going to have children and you're expecting, you're pregnant, there's all kinds of books and there's all this, yeah. all this information about <laughs> pregnancy. Sure. And like what to expect with you know, a crying baby, but it doesn't talk about parenting. It talks about like physically what to expect, sure. right? It's, it's and then you journey. find yourself like, yeah. and I remember yeah. reading you know, when I was expecting going, Okay, but this is like this little tiny sliver of all of the rest of this. Where's the information about this part? And then I think it's the same thing when you have little kids. There's still all these, you know, parent groups and all these things about how, you know, baby led weaning and mm -hmm. how to help your toddler socialize. And then sure. it's like, oh, your kid turned eight? Yeah. Bye. We don't even have a term for that. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. not tweens. They're That's not true. teens. There's not even like a word yeah. that we all use to describe that that age group and I think as parents yeah. we all kind of end up in that like I don't know where to even look yeah. for help and things so things are like, changing so quickly too with uh, with social media and that mm -hmm. online presence and there's there's lots of scary stuff out there you know and youth are facing these adversities on a daily basis and parents are at a bit of a loss as to say how do we direct you um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I, you know, with, with my teenage, when my girls were teenagers, like those are the kinds of things that you really have to, you know, stick together collectively and, and work with, with all the folks in your community. It takes a village, it right? Really does, we know yeah. that. We, it, it takes a village and people are doing the best that they can. But it's like, um, you know, it, it, it really helps when you can come together and, and maneuver some of these things in a way that, um, you feel support and you feel supported. So that's, that's really the goal and, and that the youth feel supported. There's so many wonderful things happening in Riverview. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes it just doesn't get out there. And, mm -hmm. and so this is an opportunity too to say, hey, did you know? And so take advantage of that, yeah. And with that said, actually the town of Riverview, since the, the cohort has started, since the Riverview network, Youth Network has started, has already stepped up youth programming quite a bit here within our facility too. Mm -hmm. um, we have a Wednesday night youth drop-in that's free of charge that youth can come down to anytime. There's no sign-up needed. They literally just show up. Um, there's no cost involved. Um, also, we've been starting to step up our PD day activities, um, getting, getting activities. We've had one for older youth that can come down and we've also had one for the young kids who can come down with their parents and get a chance and to get in the facility and see what we're offering and I know a lot of the other groups are doing that too um, uh, Atlantic Wellness has had some amazing amazing presentations for parents over the last few weeks um, th that are you know based on becoming more engaged with your youth um, post pandemic um, and some really great programs going on within the youth network so even if it's not coming directly out of our mouth 
these wonderful things are happening and that's part of the strength of the network is to be able to share these things now. So that's our strength over the next little while is to be able to, you know, really base on each other's strengths and get the word out for each other's um, programming that's going on. So we've already seen a big uptake on that side of things. So we want to, we want to bring that to a larger scale and uh, really share the work that's been happening and share this education and awareness um, through our network. And so we're looking on a, at a communications plan to to be able to do that and you know where people will go to get their information and uh, so that's that's the plan and thanks to you guys for helping to spread the word as well yes definitely. yeah well I think it's you know, it's something we talk about again all the time again. Yeah. <laughs> of that idea of you know just how important it is to share these stories and and to just remind people of the things that are happening because it is when there's when there's so much going on and so many places to look for that information, it's easy to miss the things that, that already exist, sure. right? So just to, like you say, to highlight those things that are happening and then to have more come in is going to be such a fantastic thing yeah. for the town and the community. And to reintroduce our youth to, to what was, we'll, we're, we'll never be the same as we were two and a half years ago, but what does the new, uh, and different reality look like and you know always open to grassroots opportunities for kids and and you know what what we can do around you know any ideas that that folks want to bring to us we're very open to that it's yeah. the time to embrace change right now <laughs> yeah. I think for all of us not just for our youth but for adults Absolutely. you know we, we know things aren't going to be the same in some ways it's good that things aren't going to be the same <laughs> as they have been um, so I think we really need to embrace the changes that are happening and really put our momentum on positive change it's really easy to move that momentum into the negative behaviors um, and really you know I think it's a it's up to all of us to do a little bit of our part. And that's a big, uh, it's gonna be a big motion of the, of the group too, is to really put it out there, you know, that it's up to the home, to the parent too, to really be that backbone and that support system for our youth, um, to really, you know, be there for them um, in times of need. Because we're all in that stage where we've all found that we need that, that help too, because of all the stresses that have come in. So it just gets kind of, 10, 10 times on our kids, I guess, is, is the, the, the way I'm trying to put it through, I guess. Yeah. So, is that they're dealing with, you know. They're dealing with a lot, but they're really smart. <laughs> and we love to hear them, you know, come up with their own ideas. And it might not look exactly like we would have envisioned it, uh, but you know what, they, they keep us relevant and, and they help us to understand what, what's really going on. So, you know, and, and it, the, the research says, right, connecting to caring adults um, really uh, helps a youth to be successful in the way that they see success for themselves. So uh, that sense of belonging is so key. So if we can all be that person for our youth, I think, and set that example, as Ross said, I think that's so important. Back in the day, I, I didn't grow up here, but I know my husband tells to me about the youth center all the time. And you guys always had that spot to go. And I have often wondered, and I wanted to ask you, did that, do you think that in, like, is how you kind of ended up in this position. You had that youth center. Now you know you've kind of, you've got it yourself. It definitely <laughs> did, and you know what? I have to give full props to 
this is a good time to give props to Karen Thompson because she was the one that was working at that point at, at that old youth center back at um, really yep back at uh, Pine Glen Road I guess is the location and I was the generation of youth that was going there mm -hmm. so it's definitely I mean Karen was the one who hired me when I first wow. came back to to work with the town of Riverview so it's one of those things where I think those things even unconsciously we see those things pay off. We see it at the skate park here all the time where we have grown adults that are working full-time jobs that have their own businesses that are coming back on the weekend to donate their time to just work with the kids. And you know, you see those things and, and I think you only realize it maybe a generation from now. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> but it, it comes yeah. back and, and you always get that thank you back from people in the end and that appreciation. Um, so I think it's one of those things that, you know, that's an important thing for our youth to notice too, is to not only look at the short term, but to always consider the long term um, I think we had that conversation earlier um, just about you know having having just a long-term view that like you know your opportunities now do affect what happens later on in life um, and like I said right now is a time when we can really embrace change really you know take on some new activities go out and meet new people you know just get out there and really get out and of connect. our houses and connect and with connect. people and the community it's so important so, we're all yeah. I think suffering from that we haven't connected and and it's it's probably to our detriment because you know we've um, isolated ourselves in, in that sense and it's just so important to get back out and reconnect and we're fortunate we have a mayor who uh, himself was very involved uh, you know through youth and sees that and, and the council sees that as a priority which is makes it so really great to work together obviously I'm in the job that that's that's what we do every day, and uh, the principals do every day. Our, our, uh, our six principals that are very involved in the network as well. So that's the work they do every day, and um, we're just so happy to have have the ability to connect with the town of Riverview in this way. And we're so happy to have had you with us. Everyone can find the links to the surveys through the show notes, and we will see you next week. 